0: Jason and I hang out with Dad and Life Coach Jamie Hine. I just, I'm excited for you guys to hear this podcast. He's just a a great guy, cool story, and it, it was just a lot of fun. And now it makes it Dad's worldwide. We actually have our first guest from someone outside the United States. Uh, it's it's funny, but uh, yeah. And enjoy the show. Don't forget to hit us up on social media and review, like, subscribe, share. Dads Worldwide. The first word in family management, family
1: budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week, we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked, windows shut, house alarm is set. Fingerless gloves. Dads Worldwide. Worldwide. Loyal listeners. Possibly you. You, you,
2: you, you, you,
0: you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. I'm Jason. And with us today we have Dad Life Coach. Life Coach Dad Coach. uh, Jamie Hine. (laughs) How you doing Jamie?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. So, thank you
0: what's what the official title i don't i i should have asked before i uh, rudely uh got it completely wrong so
2: uh bad there bad, we go that's the main title bad that's cool a, is bad that bad. is the best right.
0: title that is the best title
2: Coach Co- 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 the subtitle coaches Co- 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 like that bit in brackets up you know, at the end perfect uh, yeah bad.
0: that's great uh jamie and i connected on instagram and he was really nice to me. I think he was trying to make me feel better. He said that he enjoyed one of our episodes, so it was great. <laughs> I think he saw through Instagram I was down, so he he brought me up a little bit. I appreciate that, Jamie. <laughs> That's
2: great. I'm I, I I'm here. I wouldn't be here if it was a uh, thing. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, let's uh let's jump into the Well, actually, I'm sorry. Let's uh let's hear about your your dad. How many and uh, the whole thing. Yeah,
2: we've got two two kids. We've got a um, six-year-old who tells me every day for the last probably three months that it's her birthday soon. So she's going to be seven just before Christmas. <laughs> um, it's eight weeks. It's seven weeks. It's six weeks. Now it's like three weeks. Yeah, two and a half weeks. Um, so she's going on seven, going on thirteen, and then we've got a three-year-old, three-year-old boy, three and a half, three and a half. Um, yeah, just a two, and uh, yeah, awesome, love it, absolutely love it, awesome. Two is enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, two is enough.
2: Yeah. Two is enough. Yeah. I thought one. Guy. My, my dad yeah. and my wife, mum were both from big families. My dad's one of seven. My, my mother-in-law was one of nine. I'm like, wow. That's crazy. That's, I mean,
0: yeah, that my wife's, my, that's the way my wife's family is just, uh, I think, you know, they have like 10, 11 on each side of her family. And it's just like, not her, like she was, you know, uh, a sister and a brother, but her parents. I mean, they're just good Catholics. I'm good Catholics.
2: I'm always curious, like, when you get to nine, what's the decision process that goes through your head that when you got to eight, you thought, yeah, I could do one more. And then you get to nine, you're like, Madison, I'm done. I'm like, what I, mean? I don't know i think it's different nowadays like we,
0: we actually tried we actually tried and they're just like well we need people to work the farm so we'll just, we'll just keep going <laughs> yeah.
1: Double digit. Okay. yeah
0: yeah uh, all right let's jump into the dad questions uh, jason you want to go first
1: yeah sure I'd love all right to um so jamie what's one thing you enjoy or enjoyed doing the most with your father?
2: enjoy or enjoy the most my father
0: doing with your father
2: yeah, yeah this is um uh, you probably got right into the nub of why it is that i get coaching uh why why it is that i want to do coaching i don't um this feels like this feels like a nice light question to start off to get the kind of conversation going yeah um but it's but ways but uh i don't i don't Part of the reason that i like the coaching is i don't actually we didn't i didn't, didn't spend much time with dad growing up um so i don't i don't really have uh what did i enjoy doing with my dad i didn't really no, didn't really do didn't really i don't have many memories with my okay. dad so um i would say sailing right we grew up we grew up on the west coast of scotland mom and dad bought this absolutely this incredible old uh sailing boat it was built in 1892 oh wow so it's quite old um 100 foot long huge big um uh gaff rig catch was an old uh trawler around the north sea um and they bought this boat in 18 1985 and then they, they converted it for um, for, for guests, and they do week and two week long cruises around all the islands of the west coast of Scotland, which which is just like a, a beautiful, stunning area of the world. And they'd um, I don't know you'd see you'd see like whales and dolphins and eagles and going and anchor, in beautiful little bays and stuff. So we didn't see a lot of dad, he was always on on the boat. Oh, uh, wow. All of our all of our holidays growing up, all of our weekends were spent on the boat doing the turnarounds to the next guest. Or you know, sitting, getting my numbingly bored while mum and dad did the turnaround around to the next guest. Uh, all of our school holidays were on the boat. Um, we always had we always had bingies and um, all sorts of little boats around near the house. So I guess I guess probably just mucking around on boats with dad, being on boats with dad, being being at sea with dad. I'm not, I kind of don't really do much of that anymore. But that's without doubt my overriding childhood memory. I guess is being on being on the water, being on boats, on this old boat in particular. So yeah, it's probably that's probably where um where most of my memories are with that. I think.
1: Do you hate boating or the water now or do you still <laughs>
2: Yeah. You know, you... I can't swim. I can't swim. I hate it. Um well, I mean I love it. I love it. I don't do a lot, it's funny, it's completely changed. I've got an older brother, I'm the youngest of three. My older brother, since he was he must have been eight when they when they bought it, and um all he's ever done since is sale. All he's ever wanted to do is sail. Um he he, he, he helped crew the boat with dad when he started being, like, in his teens. Um, sailed dinghies. He was, at one point, he was the youngest person in the UK to get his yacht master's license, which is, like, the top end of the, the kind of... Nice. Um, wow. Licenses. So all he's ever done, he's uh, he's skippered boats on around-the-world races, skippered boats on cross-Atlantic races. He's worked on boats for multi-millionaires, and he's now working in a, an incredible... Um, company that's constructing like aluminum boats to do kind of Arctic exploration trips. Oh, wow. Um, so that's all he's ever done. Like it, that mom and dad buying this boat impacted my brother's life. Like yeah. completely crafted everything that my brother's done. Mm-hmm. Me and my sister love it. If you put us on a dinghy, we'd know how to sail it, but you know, kind mm-hmm.
0: of- um, It's not your yeah. passion though. It's not my passion. No. But being <laughs> my
2: mother, I've always lived, we've always lived by the water other than when we were in London for a bit. And now i can look out the window now and i can just see a glimpse of the water and being being where we are now so close to the water was that's definitely uh that was definitely a draw that was definitely a draw for coming here with being in the water having the kids like i love that the shower that we've got is constantly just got all the kids wetsuits and towels and stuff sand. <laughs> like just that, in and out of the water the whole time I, I, I love that lifestyle so it's definitely it's definitely had an impact on me for sure but it's not my it's not my reason it's not my view
1: it's all, like yeah, going to the beach for me, it's my worst nightmare.
2: I it, I, I don't know, I hate it. <laughs> I'm yeah. You know, I'm afraid you're not invited to our house, I'm afraid. It's just not gonna work. <laughs> like,
0: well, it was nice talking to you. Thanks for inviting me on the yeah. show. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I love it, it's just great. Like I mean, every time you move something on the kitchen table, it's like yeah. across the table and stuff. I mean, I love, it. I love it. I
0: love it. Jason would wake up crying every day.
2: <laughs> Same to get me.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, JB. What has been your proudest dad moment so far? I know the kids are still young, but there's got to be at least one.
2: Yeah, proudest dad moment. All right. Um, I reckon it would be. We've been trying to this trying to this 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 year in particular with the so we just we just. Uh, actually it was a year to the day yesterday that we um that we moved from london to sydney so our daughter just turned six after we landed um and we were aware that she was kind of young enough that she'd be resilient you know resilient enough for the move that's why we did it now and not left in a few years but equally old enough that she still she still misses her friends like we knew that was going to happen yeah so trying to this year in particular she's just at that age where we started trying to be a bit more intentional with i know trying to give her the tools to to um give her the tools to deal with the pressures of being six and at school and making friends and fitting in and but not fitting in too much and being herself and um we there was a there was a there was a time maybe four four five months ago i think where she she had a bit of a she had a bit of a problem in the playground and some of the friends at school and i mean this happens always at six doesn't it friends their best friends one day and they hate each other next and their best friends again constant but one of her best friends was particularly me to her at school and she came back quite upset about it and um uh this friend of hers had kind of included most of the class as well in um in excluding our daughter um so we kind of like we were talking to her about it we weren't being trying to be certainly wasn't coaching or anything you know we were just trying to support her and talk to her and ask her questions and see how she felt about it and um, and then she came back from school the next day and me and my wife were like, oh, I don't know how she's going to get on. We were, that's all we were talking about all day. Is like, how's it going to be? What's she going to do? How's she going to find it? Is she going to make friends? Is, is it all going to be the end of the world and she's going to want to leave school? Or is it, you know, how is she going to deal with it? Um, and she came back the next day and she was like, yeah, it's fine. I, um, I, uh, I just spoke to my friend and I told her that um, what you did really hurt me and you ex- ex- excluded me. Um, and that made me really sad and my, and my friend said no 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 I didn't no I didn't and um, my daughter said no really it, it really upset me and um I'd like it if you didn't do it again and I'm sure it was done in um, times at a six-year-old would talk rather than that but that's essentially what she said and um me and my wife just like shit that's
0: Perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> High five. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's that conflict resolution. Like I, I was just, I was just amazed at how like the maturity with which she dealt with it and not cowered away from it, not brushed it under the under the rug, but had just gone straight up to her and told her, this is how he made me feel. Um, but do it again. And so it was amazing that, that, the I don't know, it made me feel very, it made me feel hugely proud. What's one of your proudest moments is having spent time trying to be really intentional about giving her tools. To deal with certain situations, you never know how they're going to come up until they come up, and um, that was our first instance ever of having to deal with somebody kind of not, not being very nice to us. Uh,
0: that's um, huge. I know adults that don't have that maturity. Right. Awesome. You know, <laughs> that will just they'll just oh, they'd rather go behind their back. Like you'll never believe what this guy did to me. <laughs> you know, and instead of yeah. dealing instead of dealing with in front of them, you know.
2: So. So I was I was hugely proud of that. That was like that was amazing. I was that was probably one of the proudest moments of seeing and it's I think it's that thing because it wasn't not something that I or my wife did it was seeing that come from within within her that's how she she chose to deal with it it's like yeah that's amazing um I'm pretty proud
1: she learned you know she's going to have that forever and to learn that that young right so she knows you know using words are going to yield better benefits than you know you know, throwing fists or talking behind someone's back or ignoring the situation, right? So, um, you know, good yeah. life.
2: Yeah, really good, really good. And hopefully, it's that sort of thing that it kind of compounds itself. So mm-hmm. once she, you know, she's done that once, and she's seen there's a good result from it. So that's, that's teaching her something new, isn't it? The next time it comes up. But only will she have that in her? Because obviously, that's how she dealt with it the first time but now she's got the experience as well so yeah well that, that's what i thought and it worked so yeah that's that's how we, that's how i'm going to deal with it so yeah, yeah really really proud of that good. Um, good and again there's a certain pride of that because you um like i said it wasn't something that we, we didn't tell her how to deal with that we didn't, you know we, we spoke to her about the situation but we didn't tell her what to do um but it's definitely you know kids kids also learn they that they learn by seeing don't they they learn by the actions that you take so uh, and sometimes you've got to take the credit as well you know very often you can see the poor behavior in a child and you, in it, in it, in it, you can see that reflection in, in, um, in your own behavior and mm-hmm. you see it, thinking, oh my god do I do that I do that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's quite I've nice seen that and, and actually be able to see some reflection in how me and Mia deal with things and go, she's obviously learned it from somewhere it not just us mm-hmm. but it does um, you know it's kind of nice as well it made us feel proud that, there's a, that that's that's how she's that's how she's having herself.
1: Yeah, awesome, absolutely, Jason. All right, so how would you, this is a two-parter? How would you say that you are the most similar to your father, and vice versa? How are you the most different um, from your father?
2: S- most similar, I think. One of them. It's funny. All three. All three. My brother my sister and me there's like real obvious similarities and connections to both our parents so like i was saying earlier my dad all my dad's ever done is sail boats and he's uh as well as this boat that they charted they had he had a boat building company and um he had that for like 25 odd years and he's always worked around boats delivered boats made boats sail boats so he's ever done my brother all he's ever done is sail boats um My mum, as well as helping with the business for that side of things, she was also a teacher, and um, my sister's gone into teaching. She's stepped away as well now, but she's gone into teaching. And um, similarities with me—I mean, one similarity is probably the um, work ethic, mm-hmm. like working hard. But it definitely had that work ethic instilled in us, mm-hmm. um, and some sense of entrepreneur in entrepreneurship. Um, my dad's only ever worked for himself, really, and the same with me. I've only ever really worked for myself, and it's not a conscious. It's not a con- something conscious. You never talked about it directly, mm-hmm. but it's definitely something in seeing that, learning from, learning from just kind of, you know, having an idea, having ideas, and then, then implementing them and doing them, and not wanting to, not wanting to work for someone else, be confined by someone else's work hours and what they do. And well, it's also was, how you. It's also how
0: you grow up. You watch your your parents do this charter, and you know so. Yeah, that's well. kind of just natural to you right
2: yeah yeah um so yeah i would say that that hard work and that um the hard work ethic and the entrepreneurship i guess I don't, yeah of just taking making your own action making your own decisions going your own direction i'd say that's probably the most similar we both went to art school um both both studied art. i did photography my dad studied sculpture so there's obviously some kind of similarity there some creativeness maybe and wanting to make things and be productive Your
1: brain the brain I don't remember but yeah say that again is it the the left side of the brain or the right side oh. of the brain or artistic and
2: I um, um, wait my with my philosophy skills it's neither side i reckon <laughs> <laughs> definitely you know, there's definitely a similarity there for sure um on the way that i'm different i think it probably comes back to that very first question you mentioned of uh not having spent much time with my dad the the the, the decisions the decisions my dad made particularly in work he was he worked to provide for us and he did a good job at it but the sacrifice was that we never saw him um right. so i've always been really really intentional with the with the work that i've done the companies that i've made is essential to that is making the, that business fit around the family I've always had time in the family I've always had at least one day a week with the kids I've always done the drop-offs for school or for daycare um, I've always been able to take time for a holiday or for I don't know something comes up last minute I can just drop it and go and be with the kids um, so that's probably the, the difference is that I'm really really concentrated on the time like the rest is kind of secondary building a successful company but the success to me is not making loads and loads of money and um, that's important don't get me wrong but the success having a company the structure which gives me as much time as possible with the kids so that's probably the main our main difference Mm -hmm. having said that i think part of the reason that i'm like that is because i've learned from my dad (laughs) (laughs) i I think you know maybe i wouldn't have this mindset if uh if that had always been there just take it for granted and just assume that all you have to do is be a dad
0: learning what not to do is also a valuable lesson (laughs) right i
2: mean (laughs) Honestly, that's that's that set off my whole path of everything that's important to me in business and family has been set okay. by what not to do by my dad. Um, love him to bits, but there's definite life lessons there and what not to do. Um,
1: but the work ethic part—that's that's important. It's a that's a good thing to have picked up on, and it definitely seems, especially you know, being an entrepreneur and you know starting businesses and everything. If you don't have good work ethic, you're not going to succeed, right? It's going to fail. So um, you know, I find that to be a common theme of um, even with myself, you know, seeing my dad working and, you know, he made time for the family as well. Um, it was very important to him as well. Um, but, you know, that work ethic oozes into the kids, and you have no choice but to kind of pick it up. Um, You know, it's, if if I was to sleep in on a weekend or something like that, nope. He'd come right into the room, draw the <laughs> open, get out of bed. Let's go. You know, go play outside, go play in traffic, whatever. So, um, yeah, I yeah, so you
2: know, it's, it's learning by it's learning by seeing, isn't it? You can't you can't right. grow up after your entire childhood and not have it rub yeah. off, not to have it distilled through, not to pick up on those values. It's just kind of it's, well, it's
0: and an unfortunately, way. some people just go the same way as your father would and not realize that you know what he was just like well no I have to do this like I'm working I'm working I'm working and I actually very similar to you Jamie my father is the same way he was working weekends and nights and you know and uh, he spent a lot of time and he did make time to come to you know our athletic games and that type of thing so um so he did make time for us in, in certain aspects but I think there's a lot of times where he probably could have chose not to go to work and instead uh, but he enjoyed working too, and I, I enjoy working as well to an extent. So I get it. I understand it. So
2: the 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 business he built was amazing, like and he loved it. Yeah. And not only really did he love it, but the people that the, the guests that went on loved it. It was an incredible, unique experience. Certainly at the time, they were the only people in the UK doing that. Wow, yeah. And some of the guests that went on, you know, you know, they're still group of people that have made life absolute lifelong friends by by being brought together by what my dad created. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, incredible memories, incredible experiences. Um, you know, marriages and kids that have come about through meeting on there. Um, so you can't, you know, there's there's huge value in that, and and he, and he loved it, and and his enthusiasm and passion for that obviously rubbed off on my brother to such an extent that that's, his whole life has been set up by following and um, seeing what my dad does. Not just what he does, but the work work ethic that he puts puts into it, um, you know. So you can't. I can't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it.
1: Yeah. You know. Of, of course. course.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Do you
1: think with your brother, because it was your younger brother, right? Older. Older brother. Oh, okay. So, my theory was just shot, because. <laughs> Usually the older kids are the ones that right. It's well, if that's what dad's done, I don't want to do that. And it's usually the younger ones that are more impressionable. But so it's uh shocking for me to hear that it was your older brother that really uh took to it.
2: Yeah, and he's my he's he not only followed after career wise, but also personality wise, they're very similar. Mm. They're very similar. Yeah. Hmm. Me and my sister are more like my mom. We're we're a, we're a bit, we're a little bit more chilled out. Um, <laughs> but my older brother's definitely got a similarity to my dad. Um, which is great i mean real qualities you know incredible quality
0: all right uh this is a new question i've never asked anyone this one before is there a book that you've hidden on your kids so you won't have to read it anymore
2: uh God, which which one i mean 60 percent of the bookshelf for five
0: <laughs> it's crazy right they get they latch onto these books and they want you to read it like a hundred times a day and you're like okay <laughs> but uh um,
2: yeah, but, but for uh we've we got an agency but actually we've given it sorry we've given it by a friend which is like this uh it's like a slightly interactive one with dots yep i don't know if you know the one you open it up and you press a yellow dot and then it on the next page you turn the page and it turns red and then you press the red you press it four times you turn the page and there's four red dots and you just uh-huh. kind of go, oh nice now really cool it's a really great yeah. book and the first time me and Mia read it we were like Holy oh shit this, this is this is, this this is great yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know hundred and four times later oh, no.
0: <laughs> no more
2: not that book um so yeah I mean we I wouldn't have time we'd run out of time before I could list all the books that we've hidden from our kids yeah. <laughs>
1: We have one. It's a very old. Uh, it was actually when my wife was a kid. It's a Disney Mickey Mouse's joke book. Oh God. A, To read it, but it she doesn't understand the joke. She just hears a punchline, and thinks that she has to laugh, so she laughs. It's like <laughs> you don't get the joke. Like, i don't want to read it.
0: You would have like ripped that book like right in front of her.
2: It's not even that funny. <laughs> Love that! I love that! I love the kids' jokes. Like no, no, she, I thought it was just getting to the age where she's starting to understand jokes. But, you know, you tell really, really simple jokes that, like, surely she can get this and be just nothing. Like, okay, oh. that's that's not a joke, Dad. That's a story. Yeah, that's the that's kind of the point. And then she'll, you know, everyone's got it. Every, they tell their jokes. So I, 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 that's just not. That's not funny. Sorry, it's just not funny. Uh, I, I don't, I, I, We'll
0: that. jokes <laughs> it's oh yeah the knock knock out. jokes are relentless here yeah relentless yeah, yeah can't say i haven't delivered a few so it's our
2: right. the rest <laughs>
0: yeah uh
1: so i'm gonna keep this next question a little lighter felt like we were heavy hitting so jamie uh dad bod or fitness freak so basically do you not care or are you out there every day going for runs hikes and Taking care of your body?
2: Uh, hell no. Um, <laughs> I wish I was, but oh like, dad bod. I like. I wish I, I. wish I did every now and then. I, I. I. You know, I have a little. Probably like everyone, have a little go. At, um, go at it. Running is not my thing. I did a. I, I, uh, I was going to say I ran a marathon. I didn't run a marathon. I completed a marathon. Um, a while ago. And the one thing it taught me is never, ever, ever do a marathon. That sounds
0: that's exactly what I would learn from a marathon. Yes.
1: That, if right. advice. speak, you know what the problem is? So I must be sick because I did one. It completely beat my body up. I was injured two weeks before, you know, kind of limping to the start line, uh, finished. Um, but it's same thing, didn't run the whole thing. It was kind of you know a couple spots where it's just stop and go, and uh, you know, afterwards it was like hey, they, nice, nice.
0: He's showing us his medal. There
2: we go, medal, <laughs> Particip- nice. participation ribbon, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you just like a you know, a princess necklace. It's great. Right. It's, I mean, it's think about
0: all the people thing. that didn't do that, Jamie. You accomplished something that's huge. Please.
1: And I, I've kind of gotten the bug again, though, that, you know, afterwards it was like, nope, never again. It took me like I had muscles that were sore, like chafed areas that I didn't even know could exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was dumb. Whose idea was it? Oh, it was mine. And now yeah. I have the bug again. It's like, hmm.
2: But yeah, uh, I, see, there's, I, a there's a big difference. This wasn't my idea. <laughs> uh, you got <laughs> roped there. into it. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I was had, I was totally had, I was, I was on a job in, um, I was on a job in Paris, we used to have a client that every, like two or three times a year, we'd go over to Paris for a couple of weeks to do some work, and um, yeah, I was working in Paris, and my wife went for a drink with a couple of friends, uh, obviously I had one too many, when I get back, when I got back, she's like, hey, you're all doing a marathon together, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, and this is like, this is like November, and the marathon's in April, <laughs> oh. like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't run so so like ran and this is obviously this is in London so the um you know not ideal training if you want to call it training not ideal training this is like trying to avoid ice and snow on the run around the park for, for mm-hmm. a few months um uh, yeah and then it was just it was just horrific from start to finish <laughs> a, sounds like a great time <laughs> I was great I mean you know We've talked earlier earlier about um you often the lessons you you learn what not to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Good yeah, lessons yeah. and bad lessons. Yeah. Good lessons and bad lessons. This is another classic one of learning what not to do. Um <laughs> well no, I mean I like I like uh, I do like I do like feeling fit. And so I do um I go for a swim a couple of times a week normally. I quite like swimming. Um and just walking, like we choose to walk Sydney in particular, more than London, is like made for cars. Like everyone drives everywhere. Okay. Um, we don't. We try to we try to like you know, walk to drop the kids off. Um, it's like a couple of mi- couple of miles walk uh, there and back to drop my son at daycare. So you know, I will make sure that I walk. So just things like that. I do. I don't. I do like feeling in good health for sure. And the job before I was too office based. My job on way 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 back in the day when it was like um, just me starting out it was quite a physical job. I definitely like the physicality of it when i got more of a i did miss that physicality of, of it having being part of the job that just day to day you're you're being physical mm-hmm. um but no, i mean i'm bad boy i'm no i'm no fitness freak that's for sure <laughs> i think we all fine. we we go
1: in those waves right so my problem has always been okay and I'm, I'm doing the fitness part but then my diet is not there or all right well i've corrected the eating but now I don't want to go outside and work. It's, I can never put it all together. Well, no, or- no,
0: Jamie, don't let him fool you. He's Mr. Fitness. All right. He loves it. He loves it. Don't him. let him fool you. He's like, well, there's waves and stuff. Don't, no, don't let him fool you. He's neurotic about it. He gets it done. Yeah. Don't <laughs> let him fool you. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one. We're the
2: same. We're the same. <laughs> I, I, it is waves. It's like I do every now and then I'll go through a little period of doing a bit more. And then I just... um. I think it's just not that it's just not as important to me. Things that are important to me, I'll do, and it's just not important enough to me.
1: Um yep. you hit it yep. there though, because a lot of people make excuses and they say, I don't have time. I don't have time. Well, there's twenty-four usable hours in a day. It's a matter of do you want to or not? And you're going to make time and and what's what's half hour, what's twenty minutes, what's forty minutes out of the twenty four hours, right? Get up a little bit earlier, stay up a little bit late. It's 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 up here in your, in your mind. Um, I don't, I, I don't have any sympathy for people that say, I don't have time to do that. No, you do. It's a matter of whether you want to or not.
2: And Sorry. it doesn't when I do When I, when I, when I do go through a little phase of, um, going for, going for a run or something, it's never very, never very long, not a long run. doesn't take me very long, but I figured out like, if you do, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour a day, every day of the year, you've done like, you'll have run the equivalent of like 10 marathons or something you know and it's not it's not setting out say under run 10 marathons this is this massive huge achievement this huge goal i need to really dedicate some amount of time whatever it's like 20 minutes a day just 20 minutes a day and it, that doesn't have to be fitness and whatever it is you're trying to achieve whatever goal it is 15 20 minutes a day yep. you know check away things make the time but then i think it's equally important to realize that you know fitness for me is not incredibly important it's not one of the most important things i think that comes from being lucky that um I've obviously got a reasonably fast metabolism, right? I don't put weight on too much, which is, which is good. I have a decent diet. I'm totally plant-based diet. And that's definitely how i definitely feel a lot better since having plant-based diet. Um, so there are certain things that I do, which makes me feel better, but equally just acknowledging that like fitness just isn't that important. So I'm not going to beat myself up about the fact that people say, you know, compare myself to other people who are going for runs all the time. And I neighbor okay. downstairs. <laughs> he gets up at five in the morning and goes for like two hour bike rides through the, through the, through the mountains near us, like I'm just not gonna do like I'm not gonna do, <laughs> do what you want. That's not for me. I'm just acknowledging and not feeling bad and going beating myself up about it. That's not for me. I do other things, other things are more important. And I I'm gonna make time like you said, I'm gonna make time for right. things that are important. And if they're not important, that's cool. Don't worry about it. Awesome. There you go. All right. Last question.
0: Then we're moving on. This this is my uh, uh one the other guy, the co host Jim. This is his big question. Everyone. Is, and this is probably the most contested question, I would say. This is the heat. This is where the heat comes in. All right. Bring it on. Is a hot dog a sandwich. <laughs> now, the last guy that answered this called Jason a serial killer. <laughs> he did. So.
2: <laughs>
0: so It <laughs> will tell you why in a second. But
2: <laughs> I just.
0: What, what, what's
2: that? This is a hot topic. then. This is serious. It, it, stuff.
0: It, yeah, I. I. It, you wouldn't think it would be, but is it hot like sandwich
2: sandwich. This is like—is it jaffa cake? Do you get jaffa cakes? Mm, no, no. Uh, this is this is any any UK listeners—is a jaffa cake a cake or a biscuit? This is big. This is this is that. Big that's cake. oh.
0: So this is the. I'm gonna have to look this up. <laughs> well, up jaffa
2: cake, and um, yeah. you know, you'll have to. You'll get you'll get drawn down a wormhole. You'll spend like four hours on Google trying to figure out whether a jaffa cake is a cake or a biscuit. Um, <laughs> that's great. So what? What's the question? Say the question again. Is a hot dog Which, do a I sandwich get this right? Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Yep.
0: Yeah. It's 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 all about what you think. <laughs> I I agree with you. I agree with you. But there's some people out there that listen that literally think it's like they're-, uh, they're not. They may not be on the Zoom right now, <laughs> or they may be.
1: <laughs> all I'm saying is if. <laughs> comes apart and now you have two pieces of bread then it and then the hot dogs in the
2: middle it becomes a sandwich if oh, the, this, this is this is what i was thinking right sandwich is two separate pieces yeah yep. you slice it down the middle but you always leave it connected just to the edge you leave it connected so it opens up like a clam right it's one piece of bread
1: correct and that i would agree is a not a sandwich although there are some we call them sub shops it's like um you know like a uh, yeah big sandwiches sandwich a uh, hoagie whatever um that don't cut the bread all the way through and they're calling it a... I'm going
0: to st- I'm going to start muting your mic for this ah, question. you know i mean jeez it's the same thing <laughs> every time he's gonna he's gonna put his point out every
1: time <laughs> The question question more.
0: <laughs> I don't ask the question. It's the best
2: question. Everyone loves it.
1: <laughs> well, I get so fired up. I'm <laughs>
2: right now. It's good to see the passion. Man. I can really see the passion coming through. This is your, this is your calling. Yeah. Your... <laughs> his, new,
0: his new podcast coming out next week. The <laughs> hot dog sandwich. Hot dogs, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All yeah,
1: right. I I'd
2: say, I'd say a, that's a no. That's a no. That's got to be a no. Go check out Jaffa cakes. Check out Jaffa cakes. Mm-hmm. there you go we will we will have to do that i'll, I'll be looking um, at the next podcast full, full full episode
0: full episode no that's just gonna be the new dad question and then people are gonna be like <laughs> what, the? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you talking about man <laughs> um, all right i take it back my second to last question what did you think of saturday night live uh when they did the scottish store did you see that yeah oh no Oh, so you got to look it up, the Scottish store, because they walk in there and they're looking for a Scotty dog. And the guy there and in the store's name is, if it's not Scottish, it's crap. So, <laughs> and then they walk in and uh, he goes, welcome to, if it's not Scottish, it's crap. And, you know, he like yells it, you know, and then, and then they're like, well, we'd like a Scotty dog. Oh, would you like wee? Not so wee? Or oh, friggin' huge? You know, so, yeah, so I just check it um, out it, it is it's, it's a. i think it's pretty funny but i mean someone who's scottish might actually hate it so never mind actually yeah we're moving on here <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah Unlike brendan's yeah
1: <laughs> i say that with love <laughs>
0: uh all right so jamie you did something i find amazing you uh i mean i it's a huge decision in uh because once we started talking, you uh I kind of cyber stalked you a little bit. And uh you uh, yeah, oh yeah. And uh you <laughs> so you made a huge decision, and I'm I'm assuming you did it with your wife, and uh you moved across the world. You and you packed up your business and moved across the world. Uh that that takes some cojones, you know, that takes some uh some bravery yeah, not, like you really have to you really I, I mean I don't know if I I've done some I've done some crazy stuff in my life but that's it made decisions to move far far away but I didn't have a wife and kids attached to me for that
2: yeah so, it was it was it was actually not a it's a funny one it was a huge decision it was a it was a huge decision it was a lot of stress involved and in lead up to making the decision but actually when the decision was made it was it just felt like it didn't feel it didn't feel like a hard tough decision it didn't feel like a brave decision so it was like it just, there was comfort
0: there was comfort in that decision yeah, yeah. like you were just and like it felt, boom
2: it felt it felt totally right like um i was we were talking to my daughter the other day about, well set us set us up
0: from the beginning so you uh you went on holiday first to australia
2: yeah so we came on holiday to sydney three years ago we were um it was it was in a January, so uh, absolutely freezing back home. So it was like right, January, <laughs> we want to go, go south of the equator. Um, it was just before I thought uh, it was the last. It was basically the last period of time we had before I thought I was going to start school and my wife was going to start a job, a long, a long, uh, a long project. So we had this one month of January. We can we can do one last um, holiday before we start school. And we were we're tied to expensive school flights, etc. So let's go. South of the equator because um, it's hot. We're going to go to the Philippines. Uh, my wife's South Filipino, so she's got loads of family in the Philippines. Amazing place, been there a few times. Really want to take the kids there. Um, let's go to the Philippines. But our family lives like it's a nine hour bus ride north of Manila to get to where they are and the infrastructure. Oh, wow. It was like do you know what actually let's just go somewhere a bit easier so let's go yeah. to sydney i've got family in sydney we can stay with some people it's a little bit cheaper make it easier Nice, easy to get around never been let's go to sydney no intention of moving at all in fact australia was probably pretty far down my personal list of holiday destinations but it was like it ticks the boxes let's go let's go to sydney and mm-hmm. um yeah we went there for it went went came here not went there came here for um for a month, and like two or three weeks in, we were just—we didn't even have to really talk about it. Me and me and my wife, just like you could just tell from our conversations, and we, we, this is—it was just amazing. It's just an incredible place. The, the decision was made for you. The decision was made for us. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, We came—we we came back from that. Um We came back from the holiday. And we're like, we're gonna make—we're gonna make this work. Um We could make it work. My wife's got dual nationality. She's never lived here. She was born in the UK. Never lived in Australia before, but she's got dual nationality through descent, so we could make it work. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, um,
0: yeah, because otherwise it's really hard to immigrate to yeah, Australia. Yeah yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. We don't have we don't have jobs that are going to get us huge number of points in the point system and all this sort of stuff. So yeah, like, this was like we can we can actually do this. We could do this. Never been, never thought about it before, but yeah, we could do this. Um, and we before that we've had lots of conversations about moving out of London, um, I don't know, South of France or Spain, um, and try and make that work. But every way we looked at it, it just didn't quite, It just, we just couldn't quite make it work with, um, with my business. Um, but we came to Sydney, came, we came back from Sydney, like, let's, let's try and do this. Let's try and make this work. And the plan was to, um, expand my business further. Um, and have it have the structures in place to allow me to actually step away largely, um, and move to Sydney, and then come back two or three times a year, which we probably would have been largely doing to see family anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really the plan, because we would have I mean, about three four years until we got our visa, and then it basically our visa came through in like thirteen months later. Our visa came through years before we were expecting it, and, uh, so it suddenly completely changed changed our plans and uh, we had to make a decision really quickly like what do we do my the company's not not quite at the stage where i can where i can do this we've either got to move and sell a company or stay and not move and it was like it was actually a bit of a no-brainer like the reasons we were moving were you know for family for the adventure to give the kids the outdoor life to Go and play on the beach and in the sea and in the sand and give the kids that outdoor that outdoor uh, lifestyle and have a bit more of a work-life balance. But the only way to do it was to sell the business. So it was a huge decision, pretty stressful decision. But actually, you know, it didn't feel it didn't feel quite as momentous as it could have done because it was it was all, all of our values, all of those things that were important to me and Mia about family rather than business, um, mm-hmm. was completely packaged up and summed up with this move to this just moved to Sydney. So. um, Do you, so, yeah.
1: Do you think that with your entrepreneur mindset that it might have helped? Like f- for me, my personal experience with, you know, just changing a job, I was in the same st- same state, never mind moving halfway around the world. And it was, you know, that's stressful. It, it was a, kind of a career change and, and stuff. But um, I just but that's all I've ever known. That was my comfort zone. Right. And I. You know, I've sat in on seminars with entrepreneurs and it's like for them, it's, yeah, you, you build a business and you got to move on. You got to start the next thing. So I'm wondering if, if, do you think subconsciously or consciously, was that in your mind of, yeah, no, this is, it is a no-brainer to, to sell the business because I'm at that point and I'm going to start something and I'm going to succeed with the next thing that I do.
2: Yeah, I think maybe it did, actually. I think there's a certain amount of um, resilience and being knowing to back yourself and saying, I'm going I'm I'm to create something. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't exist before, which I've done done previously. So there's that knowledge that I can I, I know I can build something. I know I can create something. Right. Um, right, You know I know that me and my wife, as a team, we work well. We always support each other. There's always been times when one of us hasn't hasn't been in work or has been trying to set something up, so the other one's taken up some of the slack, be that financially or with the kids for the family. We support each other. So We know we know we can do that, and we trust each other. Um, You know, I know that I know that my wife's got my back. I've got a period of moving to Sydney, no company, no no work, no business. Mm -hmm. But she kind of trusts and knows that I'm gonna. If I say I'm gonna build something, that I'm gonna build something, Um, and vice versa, it works both ways. So yeah, I think there's definitely um, a bit a mix subconsciously, just through um, almost muscle memory of knowing that you can that you can do that, Mm -hmm. Um, and consciously you think about yeah, I can I can do this. I can set my mind to something. I've just got to. Work out what is it I'm going to do. How am I going to achieve it? What do I need to put in place? What resources do I need? And then that that work ethic comes through, and you just you you know you work at it, um, and you can do it. And my wife, she works in the film industry, and that's all about who you know. Like it's all it's all about who you know. And okay. she moved over okay. to Sydney, doesn't know anything. So there was also a you know a certain resilience in that. She's, so she's, she's gonna got to start. She's going to start networking and networking gonna- and networking. <laughs> She's got an amazing CV. She's worked on some incredible uh, films. She doesn't know anyone, so you know she's got a CV in her pocket. But that's it's not really based on that. It's based on what you know. So there was also for both of us, there was that, um, yeah, a little bit of courage, I guess, and taking the uh, taking the step and backing yourself that you can that you can do it. Yeah, but like I said, it didn't feel it didn't feel like such a big decision because. Everything, you know, all the things that we wanted in life, you could tick them off and go, yeah, we're going to get this and we're going to have that and that. I like. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah, you make that pros and cons list and, you know, whether it's in your head or if it, you know, it's actually on paper, you, you know, you, you yeah, start checking it off. And yeah, what do you want? What do you want in the future? What is it going to? Now, how about the kids? Did the kids? Um, did you ask for the kids input? I'm curious. Did you or did you just be like, hey, we're moving. Have fun. <laughs>
2: yeah no we just told them
0: yeah i'm afraid we just told them
2: it was well, well no I saw... no i
0: don't no i don't think you should be I, I mean they, they they're they're young i mean i don't think they should obviously be in the decision making process I, i'm just
2: no, there's we should have input and we tried to do it in such a way that they didn't make the decision but we we talked about it, and we spoke about it, and we brought them in on the we say i say them our son at the time was only two but our mm-hmm. daughter was five so for her we tried to include her in conversations not yes, absolutely. Conversations and to talk to her about the pros, just try to like get her on board. Um, not we made a point of not talking about the cons of staying, there was no not trying to make anything negative about it, but trying to um trying to inspire her sense of adventure into what we were doing as well, yeah, uh, to like draw her along through inspiration rather than anything else. Uh, so we did try and do that. And she, yeah, again, our son was two, so it was a little bit little bit of buttons, the yeah of the he's ride. just
0: like are, are we going to be able to go on a pirate ship let's do this <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. 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 I, thought, I thought i had a really tight little tight group of buddies at school um, oh, yeah. so and some good friends out of school as well um i think it really helped him we he had been here before so she could visualize when we were talking about sydney she knew she knew what we were talking about she, she could picture it in her head she knew some of the people that we've met there that we could talk about um, when we came back from our holiday, we made a little, you know, like you get these little, um, I think it's called blurb, there's a book, you can make books, you know, you upload your photos and you get a hardback book made. Yep. We made yep. these books quite often at bedtime, we talk, uh, we'd read that book to her. to again, just get her a little bit more familiar with um, with what she's doing. Or we try to always make sure that we inv- included her our in conversation once the decision had been made, so there wasn't too much. So if there was certainty, about what we were doing. So we weren't quite sure what suburb we were going to move to in Sydney. And we only really included her in that once we knew where we were moving, so that we could then again start to inspire and show her photos of the of the beaches, of the places, of where we're going to, rather than giving her a sense of uncertainty about, I don't know where we're going to stay and where our house is going to be and what if this and what if that and what if this. So we tried to make um yeah, tried to present her with certainties that she could like really cling on to and know in her head this is what's going to happen. This is where we're going to move to. This is where we're going to live this is the school i'm going to go to before we even before we even moved we, we wanted to try and give her that security yeah, yeah. um so yeah we've com- been... a little more comfortable with the yeah yeah, yeah absolutely but was super excited as well she I means she really was super excited when before moving um, yeah
0: we um we talked about doing a project uh one state over well two states over from us and my five-year-old hasn't stopped talking about it. I'm like, we haven't even bid the project yet, man. I'm like, I don't know if we're going to go. Relax, man, relax.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And they do really latch on to that. like on that. I don't, don't yeah. that sense of adventure. They love it. And I guess it's not, you know, that sense of distance doesn't mean much to them. Oh, yeah, they don't have a yeah. right. right? Yeah. And, and even time, like we say we're going to go for X number of years. I mean, you know, they, that doesn't, she she, she she knew we were moving there. She knew that this wasn't just a holiday. But um, I don't think she knew, you know, don't understand the full concept of the time they were coming from. Mm. So, yeah, it was different. It definitely was. And, and we also decided to do it now while the kids were this age. It was going to be an easy process. We didn't want to leave it. You know, I said it took a while for our visas to come through. It was an opportunity to still leave it a, a year or two. We thought, actually, we've got this opportunity. to come sooner than we expected. And there are definitely pros in doing it now with the kids. Um, do it while they're young, do it while they're, you know, particularly with our son. At least, I was only our daughter was five. My yep. son would just be wrong for arrive By the time we left it another two years, our daughter may be even, embedded even more in her friendship groups and her yeah. um, extracurricular activities with friends and our son would have been five, six maybe and had the same problem. So it was, we definitely decided when we had the opportunity, we had to, decided to do it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so you're able to sell the business, you're re- you're able to you know button everything up in London and head to Sydney. Now your yeah. business was not a uh, life coach
2: no so my business was it was a couple It were very they're all completely integrated but it was primarily the thing i've been doing the most was set construction so it was building backdrops and props and sets on uh photo shoots um tv adverts music videos window displays trade shows exhibitions fashion events that kind of stuff i think we could have another show just on questions about that right there (laughs) yeah it's a great i love i loved it like every job there's you know there's boring stuff you got to do but when it when it was good it was really good fun and yeah. yeah we got to we got to travel a little bit make make some incredible stuff and i now it's really nice i now look back the the, the company's still going so i sold it and they still trade under the same name and they're still going and it's really nice to be able to look back at what i've what i've built they've taken it in their own direction a little now but to still to be able to look back and be still like, still there yeah yeah I, that's, that's no, i built build that that's great I mean, <laughs> really cool projects yeah so it was a it was a really good fun job I and mean, a really really good team working for me and the clients were great on the whole projects were good fun yeah it was great and um and then alongside that we built i built a couple of photography studios so we had two photography studios as well where clients would come in um take their photos uh and then we build sets for them we did build sets all around london and some internationally and then um and then we also had another element, which was just like hand painted backdrops. So, you know, if you go and look at a Vogue magazine and you've got a model sitting in front of some like beautiful green model backdrop, something like that, we did hand painted versions of them. So, all three elements the set construction, the studios, and the backdrops set like separate. a little hand in
0: hand, they could help each other out. I yeah, see what you did there. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: absolutely. I managed to sell all three separately to different, different yeah. Um But yeah, none of them to do with coaching. No.
0: So, so what? So what? You sold all that, and what? Um, what drove you towards, towards coaching?
2: Um, it was just a. I don't know. I love the thing that I loved about my job was more the people. Like, I loved the. I just. I like dealing with the people and with the company. I liked building a team. I liked having. I like bringing people on board. I liked nurturing uh, a good working environment. I liked supporting my employees and trying to better themselves, not necessarily just for the benefit of the company, but just for the benefit of the people that work for me, the people that I care about. So there was an element of there was an element of that supporting people. There was an element of my, I think this the, the main skill that I brought to the company was um, client relationships. Um, most of our clients were really long lasting clients. Um, I didn't necessarily have the technical skills of the people who built the sets, but that's why you know you employ people who are better than you. So I had people that were better at making stuff, but I think my skill was the was the people management and with talking to clients, dealing with clients, and the same with employees and subcontractors and freelancers. So it was an element of like finding the, the element that I think I was good at within the job and the element that I enjoyed most in the job and then trying to package it in a way that I could talk about something and try to have a positive impact on people in an area that I'm passionate about. Which is being a dad. And like I did with my companies, building a company that structure is such that it supports me as a dad. It's not just about business, 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 money, 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 turnover, turnover, turnover. It's about how do you build something to the benefit of my, of my lifestyle, of my relationship with my kids, of blending that all in. And again, supporting the people that I employ to be able to um, work in a similar way. So when you took all of those kind of elements together, um, coaching was kind of the, yeah, blended all of those, all of those strengths and all of those interests, all of those interests into one and to package it in a way that, you know, I've gone through building a company that helps that helps me spend time with family. Um And I've, as a kid, like we mentioned earlier, I've um, been at the detriment of a relationship that hasn't done that and that hasn't built a company. My dad didn't build a company for time with us, he built a company.
0: Yeah, you um, built a company a successful company three of them really right you know when you look at it you know and to give you the ability to work monday through thursday yeah right and,
2: flexibility and a lot of entrepreneurs a lot of people who self uh, you know build these build companies build businesses whatever will quite often go into it like oh I'm, a, I'm my own boss now i can choose when i work and when i don't work and in reality it they work, work
0: seven they work seven days a week and they're yeah <laughs> avoiding their family they're <laughs> not avoiding on purpose but they're working yeah
2: yeah, and now it's, now it's your baby, it's your thing, and like you ha- you have to deal. You feel like you have to deal with it twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. When you're on holiday, the phone's still on, the emails are still coming. You've always got to feel like you've got to be involved in everything and deal with every problem, every you know, every issue that comes up. Always ultimately lies with the boss. So then you feel like you've got to be involved in it, and actually, how do you build something where you can you can you can actually? All right. So it. what
0: what gave you that ability to say enough is enough? You know, it's five o'clock. We're done, or it's Friday and I'm not working today.
2: Um, I think one of the main things, to be honest, is just knowing right from the absolute outset, from the very, very beginning, um, that that was that was front and central of every decision that I make. And it feels like as long as if you've got that real, real core value of like what's fundamentally important to me, and you, we talked earlier about working hard, um, but what you're working hard for you could just work anyone can work hard. That's just that's just working on hours. That's just yeah. working hard. What, yeah. what are you working hard for? Why are you working hard? And if you know what the outcome of what it is you're working hard for, then you can make decisions accordingly. And I think it was just being really for me, being super aware of that from the from the very start, so that when even you know, decisions might not always be easy, but if I could look at decisions, say, is this in the long run gonna give me a more balanced work life um balance? Mm-hmm. Or is it just going to benefit my company? Uh, I just, I, I, you know, there's no decision. I know what the decision is going to be. It's going to be the one that gives me, and it might be more of a long-term game rather than a short-term. It might be with a slight, a slight payoff. Where, you know, there's always pros and cons to every decision. But um, but it means I could I could frame every decision that we made about, um, you know, again, why was I setting up the, the why was I setting up each company? So for instance, these hand-painted backdrops, like you mentioned complementary to what we were doing mm-hmm. um, but it was completely because it's just a product that we could sell everything else everything else we were doing involved, uh like with set building you had to be on set you have to put the time in to create the prop to create the whatever it might be and if it's a short term you might have to work till midnight to get a tight turnaround but then you've got to be on set you've got to deliver it um admittedly i had other people do that largely but i was still involved in that with the hand-painted backdrops so i'm doing this because it's a product that i can just chip out pass it. yeah pass it off yep there you go you do it yeah so um yeah just being really the main thing there's maybe other other elements but really the main thing is just being making difficult decisions because you're super super clear on why you're working hard and what you're what you're trying to build you've got the end goal in sight you know just keep chipping away at that and
1: so one of the things
2: i wanted to know especially with the
1: the life coach piece of it was how does one know if they need a life coach? Like Ooh, especially question. It's it's very geared towards towards dads, right? So so how does a dad who I'm not saying all that, I'm not being stereotypical, but I think a lot of them feel like um you know the stereotypical one would be the macho man or like I don't need help, I can do this. So how do you break down that barrier and and say, no, it's okay for you know, let me offer you some help. How do you go about that?
2: Well, one thing that I really love about coaching is that it's not it's very distinctly separate. It's not counseling or therapy. It's not drudging up the past and talking about, you know, previous relationships or relationships with family or parents. or I don't know, It's it's not about this. It's about what can you do to move forward? What can we do to create something better in the future? So in my opinion, everyone could do a coaching. And that's no detriment that's no disrespect to anyone it doesn't matter where you are in life You've, everyone is moving forward in life everyone is going somewhere right. um, and coaching i think is about framing it in such a way to be really purposeful and deliberate about where you're going don't just don't just let shit happen like don't be um don't be don't be battered by other people don't be swayed by other people's decisions other people's values don't be swept along like no this is my life this is my decision mm-hmm. um and in that respect everybody male female young old no matter what stage you are at life everyone can benefit largely from 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 coaching you know we call it coaching sure but it's sure. um it's just giving people support and it's giving people an objective overview you know you can get so so involved in your own little world and your own problems and what goes round around your head and your own little narratives of i'm not good enough at this i'm not good enough at that i can't i don't have the confidence to try this and and it's just having an objective overview overview of somebody to look at you and your situation your life your resources mm-hmm. and uh, you you can
0: have something happening in your life and give yourself completely different advice that if you had uh you know if you had, were overlooking it in someone else's life you would give them some someone else completely different advice you know because you're looking at it in an objective way whereas you know for yourself you just can't I, you know, so yeah, it's
2: just course, sometimes you give a, you might give somebody some advice, um, and not realize just how pertinent that is for you. Oh and yeah. Advice, <laughs> giving someone else advice and you know, yeah. if you have a mirror up and see that, you'd be like, you know, I could benefit from my own advice. How yeah, I, advice should, I should do, I should program? do that. <laughs> that is, yeah. I mean,
1: I, I do love teaching. And every time I'm teaching, if I'm not learning something, uh, as well that i don't think i'm doing my job so i think you hit it right on the head is is given that advice and you take your own advice that's it, it's kind of the same thing so um one of the things you said and, and for those people that don't know um jamie hind lifecoach.com uh, is your website right
2: it is yeah it might, it, it, i think i might change at some point but yeah it is just, you
1: know, so for yeah it. now our listeners are a chance to, to check that out but you have these these five principles and it sounded like you were starting to circle around that that first one of, of clearing the bs out of your head right so how did um how'd you come up with those those five principles um and you know and start applying those or how do you think that those five principles were you know the, the mainstay of, of this coaching
2: um yeah i think they're just they're, they're uh it's kind of the, the, the core elements you need We're talking about moving forward, moving forward it's not about looking back it's not about what happened it's all about how can we help and support somebody to move forward and and get more out of their life going forwards um in, in whatever element that is be it business be it family be it the combination be it, be it wherever it is that, that they want to go in life and help supports doing that and one of the um one of the main things is that is that um we tend to just and i think it's the same with everyone we tend to just tell ourselves these these yeah these bs stories it's like self-talk whatever these these narratives that go around around your head of uh and it's then they're, they're generally never good they're never the positive ones you never you never tell yourself oh do you know what? I'm re- i did that really well i did that so great I'm, I'm really strong in this area of my life this is it's just constantly going over what went wrong and what failed and whatever and i think a lot of that's to do you know you start looking back at um how the brain works, you know, historically, uh, you know, it's cavemen, whatever. We, we're geared to look for dangers in life. We're geared to look for problems and to solve problems. We, we, we zone in, in, in on the problems, but, um, but we kind of still do that regardless. So an example was I had a client recently who, um, who had this story, she's towards the, she's at a senior stage of her, of her life. And she had this story from when she was about nine or 10 of uh, a piano teacher who just basically belittled her and told her she was rubbish. Mm. Um, Awful. Yeah. <laughs> but this is like this is this was decades ago, decades and decades ago. And that's one of her most familiar stories that it tells herself is some it's from a teacher that really she doesn't care about, she didn't like, isn't yeah. the kind of person yeah. that she would value in her life, whatever, but comments that were made sixty years ago are still going round and round in her head um so then we 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 got around to like just you know pick apart some of the amazing achievements that you've had in your life like just go go these aren't things we think about every day just spend some time and go through all the incredible achievements you've got in your life and she's done some you know some some amazing stuff some absolutely incredible things but she had to really really dig deep to remember them Mm. to drown out the story of a piano teacher she didn't like from 60 years ago and there's an element of that in everyone and it just stops us from i can't do that because so-and-so said it or you compare yourself to what somebody else says so i think a, a huge part of it is those is that narrative you you um you tell yourself and you can't there's no amount of strategy is going to help you if you don't have the mindset to put it into place mm-hmm. uh, You don't have the courage or the um yeah just the mindset of being able to say yeah i've got now now i've got the strategy i've got the self-confidence and uh, um to go and put it into action so you need to kind of get rid of all of those um all of those all of those little negative narratives all of that bs
0: yeah I, I, that's just so common the negativity yeah. uh i thought it was just me i was just going from job to job and like i'm, I'm like I was like, man, this guy's really negative. I got to get away from this person. Like, he's just driving me crazy. Like, I, and then, uh, and then I was saying stuff to other people and I'm like, wow, that's really negative. I'm, why am I
2: doing this? Like, ah,
0: you know, so yeah, you're, uh,
2: I mean, and it's complete with everyone. And different, there was another, another, another client I was talking to, you know, was on a job and one thing had gone wrong. One thing went wrong, uh, in the morning, like within about 10 minutes of getting, ruins you know, the whole, whole day. Month. all day all day gone Whole, probably two or three days gone and that's again that's months ago and it's still playing it's still going but i don't think that's uncommon no 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 that's the problem is that i think everyone does it which is why i think it's you know saying coaching everyone could do coaching because everyone yeah these are these are are unique to certain types of people it's across the board like everyone everyone does it
1: um i i have um Slight OCD in the sense of I, I do obsess about yeah, it's <laughs> if goes bad. I will obsess about it and, it and it ruins sleep cycles and stuff like that. So it's, it's hard for me to clear the BS because even if I tell myself or I write something down, my mind just keeps going back to it. So finding ways through coaching um or or discussions of finding ways to cope with that or or deal with it or or you know let let it go basically uh I think would be ideal for anybody. And then especially if you think that you're so deeply rooted and it will never work, try it. Um you've definitely given me something to think about, Jamie, in in my so we we've talked about this a a little bit, right? So I I help coach um, skiers, you know, I, you know, from people that have never been, um, to, you know, people that are intermediate or even semi-advanced, but it's so easy to get down on yourself. Um, when you're trying something or trying something new, um, you've definitely given me something to think about To When I coach other people, it doesn't matter. It, we all make mistakes. We all fall down, right? It's, it's how we get back up and try again. And, and keep practicing keep with it and and have that positive attitude and I, and I always try to bring that that positive attitude with my teaching because i think it's going to ooze into them and you know it, it's contagious right um so thank you um for you know helping me with with that it's just a new perspective when i'm teaching so um but
2: if you like mistakes is a big one as well like being able to 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 um to to truly truly realize that mistakes this is maybe another thing that goes back to an earlier question. What are you proud of um, mm-hmm. doing as a dad? One thing that um, with our daughter is that then she repeats this a bit. She doesn't just repeat it. It's not just a matter of mimicking, but she'll say um, quite often on the way to school, there's a couple of questions that as I'm dropping her off, we'll just go over a couple of questions. Like, um, what are you looking forward to most today? Is one that I'll try to ask both kids today. Like what are you looking So they can go into the day feeling like, feeling positive about what's gonna happen in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be like, what are you proud of? What have you done that you're proud of today? And at the weekend, it'll normally the weekend, like, what have you done that you're proud of today? What are you grateful for? And another one is, um, what did you do yesterday that you can do better today? Mm. And that really, the like, the nub of that question is to acknowledge where you have made a mistake, maybe.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. You haven't done something as well as you could, but to realise it's not a, that's not a problem. Like, um, it's just you'd learn from it. You make mistakes, so how can I improve on that tomorrow? And there's right. a few times where she's made mistakes and. A drawing she's trying to do, or uh, or writing, or something, and um, she'll say to me, "Oh, I made a mistake, but mistakes are good, aren't they, Dad?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah.
0: teacher, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You have got to learn from them. But having the, having the having the um, having the attitude that mistakes are good, like you make mistakes, that's just part of the process, and it is. And I've got, anyone anyone who's had any success in whatever area of life that they're trying to have success in has done so by making mistakes, like." Another one of the five um, five things on this, uh, is values, talking about is values and like the importance of values. Um, so I'm quite clear on what my values are in terms of business and family time. Time is like absolutely central. But that doesn't mean I don't make mistakes. Like everyone makes mistakes. There are times when I've spent too much time at work and I've kind of reflected on it afterwards and gone, okay, gotta do better. I gotta do better at that. I realized I got I got too distracted with work. I've got to step back a little bit, I've got to realign with what's important, like everyone makes mistakes but it's the ability to learn from them and having that attitude, like if you can start off young from having that attitude of hey mistakes are good, you know, you've know, you got to make a mistake. Um, yeah. I think that ties into that getting rid of the, the BS in your head because you yeah. you start to undo that by saying it's not that I'm a bad person, it's that I made a mistake, right. it's not I'm a failure, it's that I, I had a failure, I'm not a failure. Um, yeah. That's a
1: fine line with a lot of people, I think, is is not knowing the difference between the two. And, you know, and, and so being able to have someone to talk to or, like, you know, coach them that, yeah, you aren't a failure. Um, I, I think that
2: is so key. Um, you have some failures. Sure. Everyone has some failures, but it doesn't make you, it doesn't define your character or personality. You're not a failure. You would. I,
0: oh, When I make a mistake at work and stuff like that, I just beat myself up. All right. Yeah. I think that's human. I just beat myself up. I'm like, I, I'm so mad. I get mad. I get
2: <laughs> it's like. I think up? you know, coaching is just one framework by which yeah. people can try to deal with this. But it's, I think everyone does that, and it's not. It's a. It's it's human nature. That's what we do. But mm-hmm. it's coaching, or what I like about coaching is that it's trying to provide support and framework for people, myself included, um, to give you some tools and some strategies to overcome that. To like, to to to, to prepare the groundwork to minimize. Um, how often that happens or the impact that happens but when it does to also give you some tools to kind of help reel it back in and take control of your thoughts take control of what you're thinking about and not let that "I'm the failure mindset impact what you're doing impact the actions that you take or the or more likely the inactions that you don't take right
0: uh, right awesome
2: yeah well
0: I uh, if this doesn't do you have any more questions, Jason? I should, I should. Uh,
2: do a thing
1: uh, in just closing um, is how, how do people get in touch with you, Jamie?
2: Um, probably uh, probably the, the best way is either through the website or through um, through Instagram. Okay. Yeah, so
0: uh, why don't you shoot us all your links, uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you want to give out that people will get a hold of you.
2: Which is just that, that coach. But again, I think I just said this is it's going to um, – it will probably change at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change that. But if you just looked up Jamie Hind Life Coach, I think it will, you'll, you'll find me. Um, yeah, mainly Instagram. Awesome. Yep. And uh,
0: it's on your website, so I'm going to say it. Offering a free consultation,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so there's there's no risk. You just you talk to Jamie, and if uh, it doesn't work out, you just say, "Well, it was nice talking to you, Jamie." There you go.
2: It's Always tip. open for the chat, right? Conversation's a good yeah, start. Heck
0: yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna sign up for a free consultation every other day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this is this Brendan again? Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: no,
1: it's Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome jamie um thank you so much uh this has been an absolute pleasure um great talking to you great story very inspiring um that the fact that you can just pack up and be <laughs> around the world and and be successful at it and everything so hats off really appreciate it and i really appreciate
2: your time so thank you well oh, thank you guys it's been fun it's um i like the opportunity just to speak <laughs> just,
0: yeah. just i want to say thank voice. i want to say thank you for making dads worldwide actually worldwide you know yeah. you're our first international guest yeah so it's been uh fantastic uh and uh now we can actually you know we won't feel guilty about calling ourselves worldwide yeah 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 uh, it's Let's just so check that there. off the list yeah <laughs> awesome no so, uh Thanks again. Now you know know, everyone knows how to get a hold of me. Brendan at dadsww.com. And, of course, if you want to get a hold of Jason. Jason at dadsww.com. And, uh, you know, we're on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And we're on those other ones, too, but we hardly get on there. So don't bother. Uh, Yeah, just uh, hit us up. And, uh, of course, if you hate us, you know how to get a hold of us there. Hate mail at dadsww.com. We love getting them. So... Send them in. Uh, we just got one actually as we were recording. So <laughs> uh, thanks again for listening. Later. Bye.
1: Dads worldwide, loyal listeners, possibly you.